Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. So from the highest of highs for Takon's official re-debut, the return, to a couple now really tough results. Uh, first, going butts up against a relegation side in Bournemouth, to uh, which is hard enough, to probably the expected result we got just now, outclassed once again by Madrid, 0-1, 6-2 on aggregate. What can I say but recording Takon on tough days and weeks like this, it puts hair on your chest. So, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> like it or not, we we are, we are back, baby. Uh, cute DiCaprio's like we ain't leaving. Now, never mind the context for Notre Dame. Just just leave that. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another talk on podcast about uh, after our three and a half year hiatus. I'm your host Jeff Hallett. And I'm joined by the man responsible for so many things, notably the kick in the ass resurrecting talk on in this latest iteration, my man, Brian Painter. How are we doing, Biden? I'm doing well, Jeff. Um, I wish we were meeting a better circumstances, but uh, I'm here to uh, mourn with the rest of uh, our our supporters and uh, hopefully uh, put Put a little ice on this uh, on this bruised uh, ego. Does it does it feel a little bit like we're still walking out of Olympic Stadium in Kiev many years ago? Um, that one was harder to take because it was a final and there was one game, and we kind of knew going into today that the odds of pulling out a uh, a result in in Madrid or slim and none and slim just left the building so like <laughs> so i i i didn't have high hopes for today um they went for it which is all you could ask for um i'm kind of i'm kind of curious why some of the decisions club made um uh, going forward in madrid and then leaving um nunez on the bench for bournemouth right like we needed to win at Bournemouth and we didn't. And then you go for it today under impossible odds. Um, and we didn't get the result again. Um, so now we're not looking good in the league and we're out of champions league. So curious decisions that, I mean, I guess that's my biggest takeaway from the last two matches is, <clears throat> you know, Klopp's decision to go for Madrid and, you know, put out a weak inside against Bournemouth. You know, you, you, you could argue that the Bournemouth, we should be beating Bournemouth, the bottom of the table uh, <clears throat> club with what we put out, but it is God's sake. I mean, right. Yeah. Hey, we, we should have handled that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and unfortunately, um, you know, a world-class performance by Allison is, thrown away by um you know uh, a 1-0 result against madrid tonight i mean i thought he was just absolutely spectacular um from, no question from start to finish how many in the first half did, did he have three or was it four that. that one that Vinny jr had like point blank range that he moved i don't even know how he contorted his shoulder slash four <laughs> to uh to get it up there to deflect the 
deflect that shot. But I mean, I thought, you know, bang, 1-0 uh, Madrid. And he just pulls out a absolute worldie. Um, and then, and then the, 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 bar- the, bar- the barely tip on the ball, like Modric. Yeah, so I mean, the kid uncovered a deflection. Up, yeah, deflection off of Milner, which he got his fingers to. I mean, Jesus, what a what a player. I mean, think about where we'd be this season if he wasn't our goalie. Oh yeah, <laughs> like couldn't help but think of it. He get on. he saved our bacon on so many occasions, like ridiculous. And he did, he was there again tonight and. You know, if there's one player that has stepped up and played better this season uh, than last, and he was fabulous last season, has been Allison. And you got to think, we're probably bottom half of the table if he's not, you know, saving breakaways and one-on-ones all season for us and keeping us in matches. 100%. Yeah, that 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 is poignant. And what a rough season for that to happen where you have such a weakened midfield because FSG and Klopp and whoever else had a hand in like not investing the last six transfer windows in a row. Like you don't have the right depth in key areas of the pitch and it's wasted. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, listen, we could talk about the, the weakened midfield and we certainly haven't invested properly in the midfield. Like we have in the front lines in the back, um, in the back in the defense. But then again, I look at it too, is like, that's still a team that challenged on four fronts last season, like in literally less than 12 months, right? We've gone from, you know, challenging for four trophies in the quad to looking like a shell of ourselves. Like that just does, that just seems so odd to me, like that we've fallen that far that fast. And I'm fascinated by like, I'm fascinated by fascinated by what comes next season because you got to believe there there's going to be investment, but you also got to believe that there's no way that set of players is that performs that inconsistently when they just came off of a season where they performed more consistently than any team in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, like that just to me is is a really fascinating dynamic that I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out next next season um and quite frankly for the rest of this season because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to really kick it into gear here in the in the home stretch to secure top four again no question about it and there's so much to say there I mean it's not exactly the same team I mean you saw Mane walk out the door go go to Bayern not having a capable left winger and we've been in all kinds of rotation with Diaz for a bit. And then we saw Jota today. I mean, that was my biggest surprise coming into today's match is like, here comes Jota after such a long layoff with his injury and right to the deep end of the pool. Uh, can't really ease him back into the office. And Klopp has been, you know, putting him here in spots, but he just, Unfortunately, it doesn't look anything like the Jada that we we saw come over from from Wolves. And no, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think the, I mean, the the perfect example of that uh, is that ball that Salah had uh, plays to him. He's open. He's about twelve yards from goal, and he sails it like wide over the left hand side of the goal. And you know, 
the jhana before the injury or jota before the injury i don't even know slots and no yeah jata um uh, <laughs> it's like a potato uh, jota, potata, jota 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 yeah, same thing um the jota before the injury slots that in my opinion um uh, with the form or out of form he was on and you know to to be fair though to the the entire um front line i didn't think they played poorly tonight. I thought Nunez was bright, um, constant threat from the from the left wing. I thought Gakbo, um, you know, bopped in and out of you know that number ten kind of role. He's that really kind of been he's really coming. Sala, yeah, and I thought Sala played, you know, dangerous on the on the right hand side. And I thought, um, you know, on a on a more lucky night, he has probably has a couple of assists, um, you know. But again. I look at it, and Madrid over two legs was clearly head and shoulders above, you know, Liverpool. Yep. Yeah, it, James Milner. Let's talk about him for a second. Like apprehensive as hell, seeing him in the eleven, especially in a double pivot next to Fabinho. I yeah, I, I really didn't know what to expect. Yeah, because and obviously we're really with a lot of like confidence. Yeah, we were overrun obviously in in the first leg at Anfield, so it, it, you know I figured here we go again. And I I can't look at the man for the first half at minimum, even you know ten minutes into the second half before he before he was taken off, he hardly put a foot wrong. He threw you know a couple passes like that pat that ball to Trent that required you know couldn't push the offense forward, so Trent had to backtrack. Retain the balls, that's fine. But he he got stuck in. <laughs> like, it, all night, he was up for the challenge. It was like, you know, classic retro Milner, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I, listen, it's not Milner's fault. He's, what, 36 and, like, trying to keep up with... Oh, <laughs> to, to be fair, they're starting Cruz and uh, Modric, which are 37 and 36 uh, on the other side of the... <laughs> on the other side of the pitch and they didn't seem to have too much of a problem um all night long but uh but yeah i, I you know i think starting milder not having henderson you know your captain um i can't really blame anything on milder per se uh but i do think you know the lack of options in midfield you know certainly showed itself tonight and and you know milder's obviously a good and relief duty, you know, when he comes in, plays a spare 20s, plays a spare 30, but starting, you know, a Champions League group st- or knockout stage game against arguably, you know, the one of the best sides in Europe with some of the strongest midfield play in Europe is not an ideal situation to be in. <laughs> Far from. Yeah, I mean, I kept thinking about, because putting my fantasy theme like we're going to come back in this game together in my head like what would have to occur for that to happen and I kept thinking about like what's been missing what what's different between that you know Barcelona second leg team and and this current 2022-23 team this midfield we we just haven't replaced Genie. like there's no Wijnaldum that can come off the bench as as he did in that game bagging two goals uh we don't have a midfielder that can take control of the ball and hold the ball. Uh, Fabinho can, but it, you need a partner that, that can do that capably and create 
we just haven't replaced that role and it, it's dogged us ever since. We, we don't have that like yeah. magic that we had in, in that second leg. Well, I think Fabinho is a shell of himself and I don't know, like, I don't know if the injuries have caught up to with him or if he's just going through a, a really poor stretch of form. But he he doesn't look like the player he was, um, you know, last season. He doesn't look like the player um, he was at the, in the you know just six months ago. Uh, and and it's a shame to see because I, I you know he's not. I don't think he's that old. I, I I could look him up real quick and see how old he is. But like he's twenty nine years old, so he should be coming into the peak of his powers. You know what I mean? Well, so he would if Klopp hadn't run him into the ground. That, I think that's just quintessential Klopp overuse. I mean, he did it with Hummels when he was hit Dortmund, right? I mean, he he's just known as the guy to run his players, his great players, literally in the ground. And you know, you look at Fabinho being thrown back there to play center back when we didn't plan properly for depth behind Virgil, and he went down. And how many times have you seen him in the midfield without capable cover? to his left or right where he's like doing the job at three. So I think it's a hundred percent due to that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, they're all fair shouts and, and, uh, I think by and large FSG Klopp and the entire management staff need to do some soul searching this, uh, this off season provided we get top four provided, you know, FSG are willing to invest big big dollars into the club um you know i think the the front line with what they've got even if farina leaves is is fine um i think there's you know there's ample firepower up top um and i think nunez and uh gakpo and if diaz comes back and can regain you know he doesn't have lingering effects of that serious injury then I think I think the front line will be fine. I, but it's it's going to take a couple hundred million at a at a minimum to get the midfield back into back into form, and and I hope uh, I hope they get the backing of it because, you know, again, it'd be a shame to waste that attacking you know firepower um, and not invest in the other parts of the pitch to to really put a contender together. But we'll see. I mean. I mean, it's the same thing I've been telling myself for six windows in a row. Like, doesn't make logical sense that they could go yet another transfer window with paltry investment, and it's happened over and over and over again. At least now, there's it's just such a glaring hole, and you know the pattern of lack of investment is so obvious that you know even Henry had to say something. You know, with all the talk about whether they're going to sell the club, take partial investment, walk that back, probably because of the interest rate situation across the world. Uh, not as attractive as we were back in the boom times, but I, well, he signaled yeah, that, that there, there has to be investment. There has to be in, you know, like, you know, money, money's much different than it was, you know, two windows ago, four windows ago because of, because of the global, you know, economy slash interest rates, as you mentioned. So it'll be it'll be really interesting because you can't finance deals the way you used to, um, or they're going to cost you a lot more money than they used to just be based on the, you know, the the cost of capital these days. So, yeah. 
you know, it's, it's, that's probably a good reason why they'll want to take out a minority stake or have uh, additional investment come from a third party. But we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, Madrid were the better side and they've restocked at Madrid and they, their aging players are aging better than our aging players. Oh my God. <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're all honest here. <laughs> I mean, obviously, and then the, a big gap in, you know, the level of class between a Benzema and, and a Modric versus our Milners and Hendos, you know, these, these are the aging bets. Yeah, but even, even, even like Modric, Cruz, Benzema, they've all aged like fine wine. They're, they're, they're still world-class players and they're healthy. Like they're, they're, they're all, they're still healthy. Like they're still playing every week. Now I know Benzema picked up a knock and, you know, he's a question for this weekend's Classico, but they're, they're aging much more, uh, much, much better than our, our, our older players are. So, um, you know, hats off to Madrid. There's not much else we can really say about, you know, the, the tie. I did, I did think, I did think we came out with some great energy. Um, I thought, you know, we we challenged them, um, you know, to every ball. I didn't think the effort was lacking. No if way. That, it, yeah. If that makes sense, I didn't. No, no, we were. Yeah, I thought. I thought everything. Yeah, I thought. I thought we definitely put in um, put in the effort. I thought everyone from top to bottom um, really, you know, put in everything they had into the match. Um, I just, I just think asking this team in this incarnation of Liverpool to go on the road to Madrid and pull back three goals or, you know, and four goals to win it is way too far of a chasm to cross. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it is for the, for this side. Ancelotti throwing eight to nine players behind the ball. I mean, you knew that that was going to happen. Like it's just between the quality of the players. But they were still. But, but yeah, but Jeff, I mean, you know, let's look at it from a, from a number standpoint. Real Madrid had more possession. They had more shots. They had more shots on goal. It's not like they set up shop and said, you know, Liverpool break us down and score four, right? They, they, they had arguably the better opportunities, um, throughout the match, uh, than we did. So. I don't think like Angelotti said, Hey, you know, put 10 behind the ball and say, you know, break us down. I thought, you know, Real Madrid played football and, and arguably on the night, you know, they played much better football than we did. When you look at it just from a statistical standpoint. Well, statistical and and the quality of, of the distribution, right? I mean, it's one thing to say they're behind the ball and in a defensive posture, but they're all excellent at getting the ball yeah, around and they're, and they're like, yeah. an house on the ball is like world-class. Yeah. And then they, and then they break and, and they break and they kick it to Vinny Jr. And Vinny Jr. basically tears Trent apart again, um, all match. And I, you know, I, I don't know what to say about Trent and his defending, but like tonight it was a perfect display of, Trent cannot match up against players with that much pace and that much quality. It, um, he is just not a. I think he's a a, a good defender. Um, good enough. 
Yeah. Yeah, at times. And he is exceptional going forward. So that's why you put him in your lineup. But when he has to contend with a player like Vinicius Jr., like I would have I would have sat his ass on the bench. I might have moved uh uh to Simikos over to uh Treadside and give him a try. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. But if you you would have had more clickable depth than than Ramsey that hasn't seen the light of day in we're almost a full full season at this point. Yeah, I, I, I again again I look at it like Vinny Jr. has I mean Trent is gonna have nightmares anytime he faces Vinicius Jr. because like he is he is miles off the pace when and Vinny knows it too like you could see every time Vinicius Jr. gets the ball he is running he mm-hmm. cannot wait to run at Trent mm-hmm. like cannot wait to do it so I mean. Fair play. I think Vinicius Jr. is a is going to be a world class player. He's going to be the next great winger um, that we see come through. And he's already there, but like he's 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 young enough where he if he if he continues on this track and this trajectory, he's going to be one of the world's best players, um, hands down. I, I think he's exceptional, and he exposes Trent the last what handful of times he's played him he's, so oh yeah yeah he causes all kinds of problems because right he draws two or three defenders from liverpool just to contain him and that creates problems in the other areas of the pitch that's how Modric ended up like just acres of space to be able to get that shot off which was just millimeters close yeah i mean yeah we've talked a lot about madrid but i think you know if i if i were to go Great out Liverpool, I think. I think the I think the front line, like I said, um, they were there to play. Count, yeah, yeah, had a good account of themselves. They created chances. Uh, you know, Nunez goal uh, uh, or not goal, obviously. Uh, shot Nunez's chance play. Yeah, the shot that uh, Thibaut Courtois tipped wide was was a fantastic piece of football where he cut inside. Uh, Quintana got fingertips to it, just pushed it wide. I thought uh, he was lively all night in a, in a threat. Um, and I, I, and again, I thought the midfield, as we talked about, was okay, uh, as good as it as it could have been. Is is how? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's that's a great that's a great way to look at it. And in the defense, I thought other than Trent played pretty well. I I didn't. I didn't think uh, yeah, Van Dyke was up for it. Van Dyke would played well. He was he was making clearances. Um, I did think that Kanate uh, played exceptionally well. Yeah. I mean, his athleticism was so impressive. I mean, he there 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 was there was a, there was one play, and I don't know it, it it went for nothing. It just went out for a throw in. But there was one play where him and Vinicius Junior were in a dead sprint together. And he actually got to the ball first. Mm-hmm. If that tells you anything about his athleticism, so again, I think I think Kanate is going to be you know a, a, a great player for Liverpool, and uh, I'm excited if he can get and stay healthy. Um, and he, and he, part of that, given given the dynamics of the position, which I think you know pretty well, used to play it, like there's got to be capable depth behind them and. 
Matip, I think, is well past his days. He needs to be sent out to pasture. He will be in the summer. Uh, Gomez obviously can't stay healthy. That's sort of been the the yeah, headline. Has been his elbows. The headline of his career. Yeah, exactly. Um, you've got to have capable depth. So we got to completely rebuild the midfield. You know, with quality, and you also have to have quality depth to back up Verge and and Kanate because we'll end up in the same problem. All it takes is one injury to one or the other, and it's a very different def- defense. Yeah. And and I thought uh, Rabo played fairly well. I thought uh, he did a, he did a good job uh, for the most part. But again, I you know the presence going forward kind of keeps our attack minded uh, uh, left back and right back at, at kind of bay. They, they and they have to sit back further because they're they're constantly worried about getting hit on the. Uh, hit on the break. So, yep. Well, plus, yeah, I think Madrid did a good job of like s- shutting down the channels, right? I mean, it's not like they had sure. eight acres of space to run in. Um, yeah, totally. And a clear man of the match, as if it wasn't clear already. I, for me, it's Allison Beckerman. <laughs> like, are you, you like, is it even, is it even fucking in question? Like, <laughs> the whole reason this wasn't like a 5 0 score was because of Allison. We we should have been down. I, I was I was noting it like we could have been up one or two, but we could have very easily been down one or two or three in that first half, just given the fireworks. Uh, he like world class saves at least three four of them as we just got the game started. And you know again big big hat tip because the reason we're in in any competition at this point of the year, given the performance, it's it's Allison. He's been the difference this year. Yeah, and you know, he's uh he just turned thirty. So we probably have a good another two, three, three four years of three, four. Yeah, uh, two 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 to four years of top Allison performances. So if you're gonna if you're gonna it, it, you can't waste the, the years of having the best goalkeeper in Europe. Um so again, back to the investment side of things. It's time for uh, it's time for investment to make sure that we don't waste the best years of the best goalie that we've had, maybe in our oh, we, in our club's history. It's not it's not even close in club's history. It's far and away best. I mean, you, you could you could argue you could argue that you know you had uh, don't give me Pepe Reina in, had, in in his best years. Yeah, I mean you've no. had Reina, but you've you've had. Grobler, you've had all, you've had a lot of good goalkeepers, but like, I mean, Allison's, Allison's great. Allison. Yeah, that's, that he isn't the best one that we've ever had. So, um, when you get generational players like Allison, you know, you definitely want to take advantage of that. So, for sure. Um, and, and to be fair, I know we're going to come on to this, but like, he was great. He was pretty damn good against Bournemouth too. True. I mean, like we, we might as well couch one disappointment with yet another, right? That in reverse order. <laughs> Work with us. Talk on listeners. We appreciate it. But uh, you know the 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 ga- the egg that we laid at Vitality the, the week prior. Uh, I mean, I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't wake up for it because being out in the West, it's a four thirty start. You know, I just, I, I could yeah. feel 
Well, you're probably thinking your good stars above you didn't wake up for it because it wasn't that interesting. And I'm on the East Coast at 7.30 and I was having a tough time waking up for it. And apparently so was Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, I mean, we we started capable enough in that first half. Like, uh, there was decent enough energy, but it was a very clear drop-off from what we saw, you know, versus United at Banfield. Like, playing United, we were first on every second ball. We were on everything. We, we we were like tattooed on on every part of the pitch, especially the opponents, and and we just weren't. That that was the one like notable difference between United and and Bournemouth that I saw like to start the game is that we we were playing with purpose, and there was a, you know we were clearly the better team in the first half, but obviously there were lapses in in defending, and you know. Virgil got caught out one, two, three different times. The third time ultimately burned us with the goal. Like, it just wasn't the yeah, quality he, we needed. He had a shocker. Yeah, he had a shocker that day. I, I don't even know how to explain that. Like, like he's probably looking at, you know, he's probably waking up, what, Sunday morning saying, like, wow, I really shit the bed there. I mean, like, like there's no other, ex- I don't know how to explain Like, like, you have those days um, where it's like, yep, I was at, not at the races today. So, I, you know, I think I think as I look at the, that match and give my feedback on it, the first 20 minutes we were, we looked bang up for it. We didn't get the goal. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of missed chances, sure. Yeah, we didn't get the goal. We had a lot of decent chances and half chances and then it was like okay Bournemouth grew into the game and we were sitting there saying well shit we should be 2-0 up and we're not now and these these lads want to play a game of football like like, you know what I'm saying like they they just that it just kind of like was a different energy dropped on our side it raised on their side and they looked like the better side and the more likely side the entire match and, you know, like, dude, I don't want to chalk it up to one of those days at the office because we have had an awful record around the bottom, uh, newly promoted teams and the bottom half of the table all season. Oh, for sure. This isn't like a new, this isn't a new thing. So, well, it's like a 17, 18, 16, 17 kind of thing where we just weren't completely yeah. couldn't beat the drafts and therefore couldn't battle for the league. Right. Well, battle for the league. We're, we're trying to just battle for like mid table at this right point. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Conference, please. <laughs> um, you know, so what I don't know, like that whole, that whole match was just a, uh, like I was confident after twenty minutes, and then I wasn't confident at halftime. And then Mo missing the penalty basically made me say, "Okay, what chores do I have to go do around the house?" <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause then it was, I was like, "There is no way we're winning this game," and you know, there is just no shot that, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think most shots landed yet. I mean, it was just awful. <laughs> and, like it's just just awful. Like I don't even know how to talk about it because it's so out of character. Not to even hit the frame. Out of character, and I mean, just look at his his penalty. I, I would have to pull up his record, but I I don't think he's missed 
this year, aside from in a league to game. He's missed a few. I I mean, we get so few. We get so few penalties, so it's probably an easy well this stat to pull up. It was our first one of the year. Okay, there you have it. <laughs> so he's over one. It's just crazy. That I I thought there was at least one earlier than this, but yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, it, I think it is our first one of the year, if I'm not mistaken. So I think we're, I think we're the lowest penalty awarded club in the. In the Premier League, if I'm not mistaken, maybe second to lows. But for a team that has that much attacking quality, you think we'd get more penalties? But well, I, th- I think I think we that gets discounted because we're also the team with the most minutes of injured time, like the least amount of productive, healthy player minutes. So with all the injuries, I think that's what creates the balance, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> hell's bells, Marge. Yeah. Yeah. After after this after this 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 last week, I, I I'm, I'm long overdue for a break from watching football. I'm glad the NCAA tournament. Oh, that's right, March Madness. We can shift attention. Yeah, March Madness, like decisively. I got, I got a weekend full of. I got a weekend full of uh, of uh, hoops and Sweet Sixteens and John Carroll make it college basketball. What's that? Did John Carroll make it? Oh, John Carroll. Well, that I, they they did make the uh, Division Three NCAA. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> See, <laughs> um, different but similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it all counts. Uh, yeah, so my boy is St. Mary's. Like you know, there's there's been some consistent yeah, quality. Yeah, we uh, yeah, they're playing well, it, except for in the conference final, they got swatted by Gonzaga, which is normally expected. But you know, they beat them at St. Mary's what a month ago, a month and a half ago. Randy Bennett's done an incredible job with that that team. So I know this is not a St. Mary's podcast, but gotta love my mid major. Yeah, a different podcast for a different time. I mean, at least uh, both of our colleges have played well uh i like our favorite uh international fo- uh club team which is not playing well at the moment and yeah so that brings up what to make with i don't add, i don't know if he if he pulls him in at the international break and and rallies the troops and says all right boys this is where we're gonna march on you know for the run-in and they step up the game but again i go back to i think the point you raised which the consistency of this side is like one week they blow United out seven nothing, and the next week they come and they look like a shell of themselves against United or against Portman. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like that does my head in. Like for a team that's been so consistent for you know the better part of the last three years, like it's just not there right now, and I I can't explain it. I can't put my finger. And I'm sure Klopp's sitting there frustrated as hell too, and he probably can't put his finger on it. Like you just can't do. You, sometimes in life and work and business and stuff like that, where things are things are snowballing and going wrong, you just can't put your finger on it. It takes like a break to take a step back and reevaluate things and figure out how to go forward. So, well, we've got. Two I'm weeks, hopeful to never come back to that. Break. I'm, I'm hopefully come back from the break and they're able to do that. 
Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of like we've been saying, it's this mix of you, you take attacking, you know, that, that one winger that was always there when we needed someone to create, someone to score, someone to do something. With Mane walking out the door, that, that was a big miss. And then we haven't had the consistency, even at that position. And if you don't have the consistency, that means they don't like blend with the other players. Like remember how effortless Bobby Damane to Sala was in their salad days together. We just didn't have anything close to that this year. And that, so not only do we have a lack of goal production in really tough moments, which Mane always seemed to deliver, especially versus Madrid, funny enough, but we don't have like that harmony across the, the front, front three. And we'll get there. I think there's lots to be excited about with Gakpo. Seeing him with the ball at his, at his feet, him, you know, kind of blossom as a Liverpool player. I think he's really, you know, on on the up. And, you know, Mo is his consistent quality and get Diaz back. I mean, in the second half, there there should be a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, when you when you suffer that many injuries to your attacking, you know, front front four or five, I mean, because they have, other than Sala, who doesn't ever seem knock on wood to get injured, you know, those, all those players have had long stints out of the team and it's tough to get consistency. It's tough to get a run of form when you're chopping and changing every week. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody's at least fit now, uh, to a certain extent. And hopefully we can get a, uh, a, a good consistent run of form here for the for the run in and you know who knows I mean it's not like Spurs are setting the world on fire it's not like United are setting the world on fire it's not like Newcastle are setting the world on fire so you know three you know in my opinion third and fourth place are up for a grab yeah and we have nothing to focus on but <laughs> the damn league at this point <laughs> right no, like no Carabao, like, no, no energy no. drinks, no FA Cup. Like, we're, we're we're done from FA, right? Yeah, all all it's all done, and all we have is the league to look forward to. So you know, one game a week, and hopefully, uh, United Europa League endeavors will take their focus away from the league, and hopefully, Spurs endeavors will take their focus away from the league, and. Um, yeah, we could put a run together, but I mean, that's all you can hope for at this point. And, you know, listen, I, I don't think we have to be perfect down the stretch, but I do think, you know, it's going to take a good five, six, seven game run of results to get us, uh, over the line for top four. Yeah. I mean, we, so it's almost poetic that our next match coming off the break is April fool's day, Manchester city. I think at home. That's not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all of all the days to pick, of course it lands there. But usually that works against Pap, if right, knowing our history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it you would think would be up for a big game, but I mean, City's quality coupled with. Uh, Holland and you know all the dangers he presents the fact that they've got to push Arsenal if they want to win the league and you know it should be a banger of a match I'm hopeful um but 
it's not the it's not the the tie you wanted to see coming out of the break, but who knows? I mean, we might show up and pull a shocker, but the it still stands that we need a game uh, a good six seven run game uh, win run to be able to push for top four and hopefully get us over the line. Does that start with City? Maybe, maybe not. Does it start after City? Maybe, um, hopefully. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't know at this point. This team is Jekyll and Hyde. And yep. while I was in euphoria, uh, you know, with the United win, you know, we were quickly brought back down to earth with uh, <laughs> the Bournemouth result. Weren't we ever. And then you know af- I mean? after today, yeah. all we can do is just kind of stare at a drink. <laughs> stare at a drink. Well, I, I think that's uh, on the menu for this evening. Yeah. Especially after uh, the results that we've seen, so yeah, it's I, I've got I've got down after things to do over international break. I've got a skiing emoji next to my name, and for painter, uh, skiing emoji plus the bourbon glass. So especially after today, enjoy. Uh, all of our listeners enjoy yes. enjoy the international break, and you know come back ready to go, fit and firing. Um, I I think that takes care of. Another awesome talk on podcast. Many thanks to my boy BP. And of course, all of our amazing listeners continuing to surprise us that we're still alive and you're still listening. And we really appreciate that. Uh, and, and I'm talking like beyond the US and the UK where most of our audience typically is. Uh, I, I wanted to give a shout out to Australia. Our boys out there. G'day. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us, please. <laughs> Tell a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Singapore, uh, Norway, uh, lot folks in, in Viking country, as well as Oslo, uh, Ireland, we've had pretty decent support. Germany, South Africa, Sweden. We've got a lot of great international listeners. I don't think we talk about them enough. I just want to say thank you particularly and tell your friends. <laughs> so anyway. That's right. <laughs> Without further ado, thank you all again for listening, and until next time, talk on. Talk up. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on.